This is your woo-woo best friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hey friends, it's Andy and this is your woo-woo best friend. Welcome back to the show. We are officially into summertime. Last summer, I hosted a summer reset for our community and I was reflecting back on what the summer reset was all about last summer and wanted to bring some of that good work that we did last year back into the conversation for this summer. I have a guest today on the show, and I'm going to tell you about her in just a second. But before we get started, a couple of things that I want to encourage you to think about is this. How can you do some little things in your life? How can you create some tiny daily wins that help you to create revolutionary change in your life over time. So this reset that we did last summer was all about that. It was about how can I implement some things in my life moment by moment that create substantial change by the end of the summer. I want to talk today about the physical. The physical is all about what we do and how we be This is not an episode about how to implement a new workout routine for the summer or how to change your diet completely and start something that doesn't feel attainable to you. This is an episode about making changes that create a lifetime of better health. And my encouragement to you before we get into the conversation is to consider refreshing your environment refreshing your nutrition habits, consider your wellness habits, and think about what you can do to feel your best every day. You may want to start with some sort of cleanse, and it doesn't have to be a deep cleanse where you're only drinking juice for a week. It could be a simple detox, like taking a moment tomorrow or the next day and going through your refrigerator and clearing out anything that just isn't there for you to make good choices, not supporting your good choices. So cleaning out the fridge or clearing out whatever old habits and things that you're holding onto that are keeping you small. Perhaps it's in your beauty cabinet. Perhaps it's in your phone. Perhaps it's in your DMs or your inbox or your closet and definitely the pantry and the fridge. As we start to create sacred space, both inside and out, we become supercharged. Our aura becomes more magnetic. We manifest more. And ultimately, we radiate and glow differently. So take a look at your physical space. See what decluttering and purging you can do. Notice what you have in your life that doesn't match the vibration that you're cultivating. And bonus points always for taking time to do a deep clean, but it doesn't have to be that. Then work from the outside in, understanding that your outside world, it's often a reflection of the inner world. So take a look at how you're eating, how you're hydrating, understanding that what you put into your body affects how you feel, it affects your energy, and it affects how you show up in the world. Perhaps introduce some movement or meditation practices, make new commitments for yourself so that you can create accountability this summer. I also love talking about the concept of nourishment when we're talking about cleaning things out. Nourishment comes in many forms. Of course, it is what we're taking in via food and drink. It's the oils and the herbs that we soak in and the creams that we delicately apply to our skin. 
It's the earthly acts of nourishment of our physical space, too. So that could be cultivating a garden, keeping herbs on hand for your meals, making a warm beverage from teas or seeds or foraged flowers, or replenishing yourself with a scrub or a body oil or a self-massage after a long, stressful day. If you've picked up a copy of my book, Elemental Nature-Inspired Rituals to Nourish Your Life, there are so many good recipes and exercises and practices in the book that will help you with this approach to resetting how you're treating your physical body, your physical space, your well-being, your health this summer. Okay, so let's get into the conversation of this episode. I'm thrilled to introduce you to Chef Amber of The Source Cafe. Chef Amber believes that food nourishes us from the inside out, that our outer beauty, inner peace, and our physical, mental, and emotional health are all fueled by what we put into our bodies. She is here to show us how delicious food can also be healthy and healthy food can also be delicious. So join us in this conversation as we get into her story and her approach to making food both delicious and beautiful and fun so that it tastes amazing while nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Hello, Chef Amber. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. It's such a pleasure to have you here. One of my favorite topics is food. Another one of my favorite topics is healthy food and Yay. women doing great thing and great things in business. So you're like, you like hit all the boxes for me in such a great way. So I want to start with a conversation about your philosophy. You believe that food nourishes us from the inside out. I totally believe that too. Our outer beauty, our inner peace, our physical, mental, emotional health, it's all fueled by what we put into our bodies. Tell me about this philosophy and how you came to this belief system. Okay. Well, for years, decades, three or three decades, 30 years, I abused food and I struggled with disordered eating, eating disordered. And so I wasn't fueling and nourishing my body with the right foods. Right. And so finally, and a very long story behind it, I had an aha moment of like, okay, I want to be able to heal myself with food and mm -hmm. stop abusing food. And also I wanted to stop relying on the quick fix mentality of Western medicine. Right. And so I finally realized, well, I can heal myself with food and it really starts from the inside out. And so I started to really pay attention to superfoods and nourishing beautiful foods. And all of a sudden my inflammation was going down and I was, I had more energy and I lost weight and I had more clarity and people started to comment that my skin was glowing and they're like, Oh, what facials have you had? And what are you doing? And it's like, I was like, Oh, and at that same time, I started to really develop a spiritual practice. So I started meditating and really, um, being mindful about the food I was putting into my body. And it was, and so then I started to really preach and try to inspire like what we put in our body matters and it matters right now. And I mean, to this day, um, other people will come in, um, that eat my food at my restaurants or that I cook for. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I've been getting compliments about how great my skin looks and how amazing my energy is. And it's cause you're, you're not, we're not putting all the toxins in our body. And I do really believe that it's so easy energetically and physically, right? There's two components of being weighed down by, um, some of our food. I mean, our food, unfortunately in the United States is a little bit polluted or a lot polluted. And so that's going to show up in our energetic field, but also in our skin. So that's, um, yeah, that's a yeah. Short what a story. 
great benefit of eating well is that our skin also looks yeah. amazing when we're eating well. I've actually been on an anti- great. Yeah. And we feel good. It's like and our skin good. looks good because our whole body we, is feeling. Yeah. Good. And so that shows energetically, we feel happier and more confident and embodied. And yeah. Yeah. All of that, all of that is, it's, it all comes together in such a, such a, it's like, it's kind of like a no brainer way. Of course, of course we mm-hmm. feel good when we're putting good things in our body, when we're, we're not polluting our bodies. I've personally yeah. been on an anti-inflammation diet since last spring it's been incredibly transformative for mm. me. And the initial reason why I went on that diet is I was having, it's a longer story, but I'll make it short. But I was having, I was having symptoms that were manifesting on my skin, first and foremost. I was getting like lots of redness, big welts on my skin. My cheeks were swelling up. And mm. as I was going in to see the doctor, the doctor first my GP, then my dermatologist, then an allergist. Everyone was like, you're completely healthy. And I'm like, clearly something is manifesting in my body. It's showing up this way. So I can't be completely healthy. Something's got to be going on. My blood tests weren't showing anything. They were like checking for lupus and autoimmune disease and nothing was showing up. And so I went to a holistic nutritionist, got on a plan. And within within one week of changing my diet, all of this inflammation that had started to manifest on my face was completely gone, literally seven days later. Can you take us through from your experience and from the foods that you offer through your restaurants, what is a daily food plan that someone could implement that would support inflammation and their immune system? Okay. Wow. This is a big, yeah, that's a big question. Um, so first of all, I believe that everything starts in the gut. I'm glad that you shared your story because if you go to a Western doctor allergist, like you said, you're a GP, they're going to say, Oh, you're fine. Um, and everything's unhealthy gut. I mean, it's going to show up also, whatever is showing up in our life is showing up in our body, right? Our body doesn't lie. And so for me having a low inflammatory diet, I mean, bone broth has been one of the biggest things that I incorporate into my diet Mm -hmm. every day. And I serve it at my restaurant. Um, I drink at least a cup to two cups a day. Uh, that's has plethora of, um, benefits, including immune system. I add a lot of turmeric and chlorella into my diet. I have like a turmeric latte. So maybe I'll have like a turmeric latte and then I make these weird bone broth smoothies or I'll sip on some bone broth. Um, I, love eating. Um, I do eat, I eat meat. Um, and so bison, I eat a lot of wild bison. So I eat a lot of like grass fed meat, wild fish, um, healthy fats, a lot of avocado, um, and then a lot of, um, like leafy greens, but you know, sometimes certain vegetables can be weird with people, right? I mean, it doesn't, you have to like, look at what works for your body, but that's like a typical, that's an easy way to start is starting to eliminate. I think the biggest um, foods that cause inflammation in the body, processed sugar, right? Fried foods, processed foods, gluten. And I'm not, a, I just want to make a comment about gluten. I'm not a gluten hater. Um, I don't like the gluten in the United States, right? The gluten in the United States is sprayed with glyphosate, which is basically Roundup, which is causing, I mean, so much um, havoc on our bodies. But if, you, if I go to Europe, I'll eat gluten, but cutting out the sugars, processed foods, fast foods, gluten, dairy, um, unless it's like a raw unpasteurized 
uh, cheese. And if you start with that, those, you know, in corn and potato, those kind and nightshades. Okay. Now I'm not naming all the things, <laughs> but those are the, those are the food groups that cause the most inflammation. If you're struggling and listening, I mean, that's, those are the foods and then try to stick with really high quality proteins. Um, you know, I eat, a, I eat a lot of eggs. Um, I eat a lot of berries. I eat a lot of fruit because people think, oh, fruit and sugar, but you could, it's, it's still like really, that's really great for you. Um, and adding some superfoods in like chlorella and turmeric. So, um, and tons of bone broth. I could talk, I could do a whole, whole episode with you on bone broth. So yeah. <laughs> I, I love my daily bone broth too. Yeah. My diet now cool. is, is no gluten, no dairy, no nightshades. That, those are the three things that yeah. I cut out when I was having the experience that I was having. And those were the three things that seven days of no dairy, no gluten, no nightshades. Yeah. I had seen an immediate, an immediate remarkable difference. Not only had amazing. the inflammation gone away, but then it also, my skin looked amazing within like yeah. two weeks. So I was like, oh, okay. So this is, this is definitely the route. And I just really got focused on like checking labels and making sure that the things I was eating was not super okay. processed. Yeah. That's a big, big topic of mine. I love teaching and coaching and helping people through that because the label, the labels are, they're so sneaky. The snack industry, especially so sneaky. I mean, there's no reason for a granola bar to have 20 ingredients in the back, right. Or even the quality of the ingredients. So there's two things. There are the sneaky ingredients with the GMO foods and, um, preservative, preservative, sorry, I can't talk into our foods, but then also you've got, um, sneaky labels when it comes to the quality of ingredients. And so there's like a bar out there and it has five ingredients. And at the bottom, it says real food and it's blueberries, dates, almond, and eggs. I mean, you look at it and you immediately are like, wow, that's a really healthy bar. This is amazing. But if you go deeper, the blueberries aren't organic. They're sprayed with 12 different pesticides. The eggs are definitely not, you know, they could possibly be injected with um, antibiotic antibiotics and hormones. Um, dates, unfortunately, and almonds are highly sprayed crops um, in the United States. So now we're ingesting, I mean, just all those things I just said, right? It's like a glyphosate GMO bar um, that's going to wreak havoc on, on your gut. And so really, I love that you brought that up. It's like really starting to educate yourself and don't just grab anything that you think is healthy. Like look at the label and you know, it's so sneaky out there for consumers right now because they'll say, oh, natural chicken or a vegan blueberry. Well, of course it's a vegan blueberry. It's a blueberry, you know? And so there's like buzzwords yeah. that like people get stuck on and be careful with food bars, whole food bars, maybe the acre bars, like be, be really careful because there can be 15, 20 ingredients and in grilled roasted grill or roasted chicken, right? It's like there's canola oil and being careful with the oils. I mean, that's really what's wrecking havoc on our gut and our body are the vegetable oils, um, in the United States. Yeah. So that's a, that's a passionate topic of mine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it seems like, you know, a lot of folks have asked me, like, are you feeling that you're super restricted and you're not getting to have as much fun with food as you used to? And I'm feeling like that is completely not the case that in fact, I am having more fun with food and my focus is just choosing things that, besides the nightshade piece, which of course it's like a tomato and an eggplant is natural, but besides the rest of it, like yeah. anything I'm choosing, I'm just choosing incredibly natural foods, things I can get at the farmer's market. Yeah. I'm choosing things that have delicious flavors because they're just grown in a way that's like really healthy. And so I don't, I'm not feeling in any capacity, like all of a sudden I, I'm hungry all the time or I'm I'm just not having fun with food. And what I love about 
the way that your food is presented is there's so much fun in the way you create food. And yet it's so healthy. One of the things that I love, I was checking out your smoothie bowl ebook, the matcha mint smoothie. I'm a total matcha lover. And so like things like that, that just make food fun. What's your process when creating recipes to to find ways to create fun? Yeah. So this is good. I love this because, um, you're speaking my language right now because I struggled with disordered eating and eating disorders and I restricted for 30 years. And then when I started seeing naturopaths, I would go in and they said, you can't eat these 20 things, corn and soy and nightshades. And so as a chef and loving food and food is my life and food is so beautiful. I was like, I'm not going to feel restricted or deprived. And so my creativity stemmed from oh, okay, I can't eat that brownie that I used to love. So now I'm going to make it with zucchini instead and raw cacao and chia seeds and coconut sugar, right? And I tweaked it. And so that's how my creativity started. I started to take old classics that used to wreck my body, right? And I tweaked them and took out the ingredients that weren't so great and like was like, no, I can still eat brownies. I can My smoothie bowls taste like ice cream. Like I started using frozen steamed cauliflower, purple sweet potato, um, what else? Um, I zucchini all in my smoothie bowls. It's a great way one to get in your veggies and two, it's a creamy, healthy ice cream. And so I never want to be deprived. Like, and if, if you come to my restaurant or when you, when you see my cookbook, like my food is fun. And I want one of my messages that I'm super passionate about is like taking away the stigma of healthy because people ask me the same question. They're like, don't you feel deprived? Don't you live in a box? You can't eat anything besides bison and eggs and blueberries. And it's like, no, I can take all these clean, amazing, beautiful ingredients. And that's where my creativity, it's like a challenge. It's like, Ooh, okay. Now I'm going to make this whatever the souffle out of the, yeah. And that's, what's like, it's really, really fun for me. And I feel like um, I always say that my book cook, cook, cookbook is called sexy, nourishing food to fuel the mind, body, and soul, because I want healthy to be the new sexy, like sexy food. I mean, we feel great in our body, so it doesn't have to be boring. You know, healthy food is not just steamed broccoli and, and chicken and tofu. So getting around a, a way of that stigma because, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love this concept of healthy being the new sexy. It's like, yeah. it feels really, really yeah, it feels radiant and nourishing yes, and exactly. also just like it's it's gorgeous. So tell me a little bit more about about the new book and about this concept of healthy being the new sexy. Yeah, healthy in the new sexy. So sexy was one of my favorite words to describe food. I was trained in a Southern Italian kitchen and my chef would be like, look at this beautiful, sexy tomato. And I was like, oh, it is sexy. It's literally this perfect, beautiful heirloom tomato. You can slice it, drizzle a little bit of olive oil in it. You don't need anything else. It's gorgeous. And so I started looking at food like that. And then the healthy part is changing that stigma, right? Of really showing people that we can not only eat amazing food that's delicious and that tastes good, that's beautiful, but we can feel amazing in our bodies. And so when you come into my restaurant and I cook for you, you don't need to know that it's gluten-free and dairy-free and all the things. All you need to know is that it's delicious and it's beautiful and you're going to feel amazing. When we feel amazing in our body, we're more embodied. We feel vivacious. It, It increases our longevity. We feel sexy, confident, strong. And so, um, that is like something I really try to push and help change this this energy around healthy food, because I still get people that come into my restaurants that are like, Ooh, I'm nervous to eat here. It's too healthy. It's like, it's not, it's usually like the girl (laughs) that brings the boyfriend. Right. And it's like, no, just sit down. Let me cook for you. You're going to be fine. Like, Oh my God, this is so good. Like, right. (laughs) And then you don't have to leave. 
right? And you don't have to leave feeling bloated or gassy or fatigued. Or like for me, if I go to a restaurant and it looks healthy or it looks like it's clean, it's fake clean. It's another topic I always talk about. Like I'll leave and I'll come home and I'm like, I feel like I had a hangover because of all the canola oil or something got me. It's usually the oils that get me. Um, and I will feel like literally have a headache and it feels like I've had 10 shots of tequila. And I'm like, wow, this is, there's, this is not right. (laughs) Yeah. And when you start to clean your system out in that way, you really notice when you put something in your body that is like that. And so you don't know how good you can feel when you're mm-hmm. used to feeling bad all the time. And I walked around feeling bad for 30 something years. I didn't know what it felt like to feel good. I just thought it was normal. And Americans, most people were so used to feeling tired, bloated, gassy. Oh, I ate Mexican food last night. I have gas. Well, that's not normal y'all. Like, right. And so you don't realize how good it feels until you feel good. And then you eat that one thing and you're like, wow, I feel really bad because my system is clean. And people might be listening like, wow, this is a lot of work, but we either pay now or we pay later. We can eat and drink whatever we want right now, but then when we're 60 or 70, we might be on medication or we might have inflammation or arthritis or I don't know what would come, but unfortunately, the food today is not what it was 30, 40, 50 years ago, you know. Um yeah. it really is wrecking havoc on our health and our systems and we have I think one of the most unhealthiest countries, right? I mean, we're allowed over 150 preservatives and additives and chemicals in our food that's illegal in Europe. And so there's a reason people can go to Europe and walk around and drink the wine and eat cheese and eat bread all day and come back and lose a pound. You do that here for a week. I mean, I will be like on in bed. (laughs) I would be so sick. Um, So yeah, just like really paying attention. Like if you're listening, if somebody's listening, you're like, wow, I really want to make a change. It's like, okay, well maybe just cut out gluten for the week or maybe cut out dairy for a week or start with sugar. I wouldn't, I don't ever suggest doing it all at once because that's really hard. That's like can, um, trigger a relapse, right? It's like, well, this is too overwhelming. And so maybe just say, okay, well right now I'm going to give up sugar for the week or something and see how it feels. But, you know, we should be having proper elimination sleep, you know, um, feeling um, energized, having mental clarity, and all that is affected by the food we put into our body. I mean, if you're constantly complaining about feeling run down or, you know, I have brain fog or I'm feeling bloated or my body's in pain, I mean, it's first you have to look at the food um, because it all starts in the gut. Yeah. 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 When I I made the diet change, my husband was a beneficiary of the diet change because we just started cooking differently. And then he, I think maybe a month later was like, Hey, this is what's up. I am not bloated and I do not have brain fog because of your diet change. I inevitably just embraced whatever you were eating. He did a lot of our cooking. He's, he's from Louisiana, like deep South, did a lot of the cooking, like grew up in a family that like lots of red sauces. And so lots of, lots of like lots of grains. So when I was going through the experience that I was going through, I, you know, I was like, this is what's on the list. And he's like, great, I'm going to start looking at ways I can shift what I'm cooking so that we're creating things that are going to fit into this diet for you. So he got that great experience of it too. And now anytime we're with people where they're asking me about my diet, because sometimes we'll be out to dinner or things and folks are like, okay, tell me what, what this diet is you're doing. And he's like the biggest advocate for it because of what it's done for him, despite the fact that he didn't think anything was wrong. I know. And it's, 
it just, yeah. I mean, once you get a taste of it, it feels, it feels so good. I mean, I walked around for 30 years thinking it was normal and I was overweight and inflamed and unhappy and depressed Mm -hmm. and pain. And I had brain fog and just was like, well, this is it. I'm just going to drink more coffee, eat more sugar, drink more alcohol, take an, take an Ambien, take an Advil, right. And mask it. And you just get kind of used to it and walking around in this like kind of zombie brain fog. And, um, until you get a taste of it, it, it just, it feels really good. Yeah. Um, what changed things for you? You were working really long hours on your feet in the yes. restaurant, constant state of high stress, yeah. no, not oh, good yeah. sleep. What, what was the moment for you that you were like, nope, this has got to, this something's got to give here. Yeah. So I had a major rock bottom out of many rock bottoms in my life. Um, I'm actually um, finishing a book called hungry that I'm editing that will be published in the new year. It's called hungry. Why Effie neat. It's about my relationship with food. And what prompted me to write that book is I wanted to share my rock bottom. And like I said, I had, um, I was abusing food for 30 years and I was working 80 hours a week and drinking too much caffeine and alcohol. And eat. I was addicted to sugar and I had a wake up call. I had a hip scope surgery on one of my hips. The doctors wanted to do another one. I was masking with Advil and Vicodin and alcohol and Ambien. And I went away to this, um, my body hurt. I was overweight and I was miserable. I was very depressed. And I went away to this detoxing spiritual retreat, honestly, because I was like, great, I get to starve myself and do colonics every day and I'm going to lose weight, but ended up having a spiritual awakening and got completely cracked open and ripped open. And when I left the desert, desert, I realized that I wanted, and I could heal myself with food and wanted to start experience and honor the healing properties of food. And from that moment, I um, knew I was going to leave my 80 hour, um, job, executive chef job at this restaurant called Metatronio and open up what now is called the source cafe that I opened up 10 years ago. And the source was, uh, you know, it was a small cafe. It was my first restaurant that I opened and my drive to open up that was because I knew other people were as in need as myself, um, that needed healthy, nourishing food. And I knew if I could heal myself, I could heal others. And I just had the biggest drive and the knowing, and I, it was an all knowing, like in my heart and in my soul. And I'll be 10 years old, you know, or had our 10 year anniversary, uh, December 1st, but so many people are like, you're crazy. You have a good job. Don't quit. Like nobody wants all that healthy food. And yeah, it's been an amazing wild ride and journey, but I was able to heal not only, uh, my body, but also my relationship with food. And that's another thing I speak really um, openly about is having a healthy relationship with my food and my body, which kind of went hand in hand and having that spiritual awakening and having a wake up call to start to honor and fuel my body with the right food. Yeah. For someone who's listening, who hears this and they're like, yeah, I'm in that struggle. That's exactly where I'm at. I'm completely run down. I'm taking all the pills that I can to just like get through the day, the food, I'm the food choices. I'm, I know I'm not making good ones. What's a place where they can start to begin to turn the page? Yeah, I think there's many facets of it. So I think, um, you know, I think making unhealthy food choices comes from a place, lack of self-care and self-love of boundaries, putting yourself second, allowing yourself to always be second in a doormat, right? Also, um, not fueling ourselves and just grabbing whatever, not not really caring what we put into our bodies, right, is also a form of self-numbing because it's comforting, right? I mean, it's comforting to go get junk food. So I think looking, I mean, I'm a big fan. I always talk about how, how I healed myself uh, with my relationship with food is I had to really embark on a spiritual journey. So I'm not saying you have to go out there and start meditating, but I would really start 
you know, if you're running yourself into the ground and you're running all day and you're not taking any time for yourself and having any quiet time, I believe it's really hard to create healthy routine and healthy boundaries for yourself. So like the first place I would start is like sit down in the morning and take five minutes if you can and really tune in for the day and visualize how you want to feel in your body. And I think the other thing is, um, okay, today I usually go out to eat for lunch and dinner. Can you, can you start to prep a lunch? Can you start to plan your food? I think planning and meal planning and prepping is a big thing, but at least just consciously knowing what you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is a good way to keep yourself kind of accountable instead of just grabbing the Starbucks bar or the donut or the coffee. And so there's so many, I mean, this is like the bit, this is one of the biggest things I love talking about. I think, um, possibly starting a food journal, meaning like, right. All the things that you think might not be great for your body. So, but start with one thing. So I think if somebody's listening and they're feeling run down and they're overwhelmed and they're make, not making the best choices, I would pick one thing out of there's tons, whether it's alcohol, sugar, gluten, dairy, whatever your number one go-to when you want to self-numb and kind of soothe or emotional eat, I would try to cut that out for 14 days and see how your energy is. And then the second part is like, when you're going to reach for that food that you want to put in your mouth, one, are you really hungry? If you, if you are, then eat adequately. Two, if you're emotional eating or you're eating because you're anxious or you're tired or you're stressed, then it's really not about the food. The food is just the symptom. It's not the root cause. So then it's really, this is where the spiritual work happens because the food is just the food, the alcohol. It's like, oh, I had a hard day at work. I need that glass of wine or, oh, I really deserve to have that piece of cake. It's like, I'm not saying deprive yourself, but like really what's, what's underneath it. And that's really where the work comes to make big changes like this. I mean, for me, it wasn't about the food at first. It was all internal and it was all spiritual work I had to do first to learn how to love myself and honor myself and be like, Ooh, that's why I'm picking up that, whatever, that granola bar every day and putting, shoving it in my face. I'm not even hungry. I'm unconsciously doing it, but really it's because I need to have an authentic conversation with someone that I'm scared to, or I'm in fear about money or, you know what I mean? So really get out the journal and like, why did I shove that chocolate cake in my mouth today or go buy McDonald's or whatever your thing is, or, So there's so many, there's so many avenues, but start to really be uber aware and turn in, tune in to like, what, why are you making that choice? Like, what's really the cause? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's always something under the surface. It's always something deeper. deeper. It's always deeper. And I think having that awareness and not acting like it's just the food, because it's really not about the food, right? That's just, and it could be food. It could be cigarettes. It could be alcohol. It could, you know, it's sugar was mine. I mean, for me, I, self-numb and soothed with and binged on, on sugar for 30 years. Cause that's how I got through until I realized, Oh, this is the symptom. What is the root cause underlying and started working through the trauma and the, just all the gunk and started having honest conversations and with myself and developed a spiritual practice and then had the willingness to be able to eliminate and cut out certain foods that were making me crazy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I gave up alcohol in 2018 and I certainly had plenty of experiences in my life in which I saw alcohol just being, you know, a fucked up thing to have in your yeah. life. I saw plenty 100%. of that. Yeah, I saw a lot of it, but my experience was not that I was like really going through some sort of like horrific addiction. I just knew I'd seen lots of stuff that wasn't working in my life with folks around me and myself with alcohol. And when I made that change, it was, I had another one of those moments of, 
realizing, oh, this is what it actually feels like to feel good, to not feel mm-hmm. hungover, to not feel, yeah. to not just not yeah. feel like what I was used to feeling like on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning yeah. after like, you know, dinner out with friends in which everybody drinks a whole bottle of wine. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that change in itself. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild to look back now and think like, oh my gosh, I was like poisoning myself multiple, multiple times oh, a week. I mean, I love wine. I love tequila. Um, I, I'm not drinking right now. I'm not really a big drinker. That's not ever my vice, but, um, alcohol is a way to self numb. So I stay away from it because yeah. it feels good to get buzzed. But then the next day, I mean, it's just, it is, it's poison. It's awful for our brain or body the next day. And, um, you definitely can't make healthy food decisions. Um, when, when if you're, if you're trying to recover or heal yourself, um, from an eating disorder, disordered eating and having a healthy relationship with food, whether it be binging, restricting, whatever, it's really quite impossible to do if you're drunk. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely when I wanted the pizza. It was like, I just had a bottle of wine. Now let's have some pizza. And then the flip side for me was when I was trying to control and stay away from food and sugar. And actually caffeine is a big thing for me that like I self-numb with too. So I don't do caffeine. Then I would say, well, because you don't really like alcohol that much, Amber, you deserve to have some alcohol because alcohol Mm -hmm. is not my biggest vice. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't like, it's like not my thing. So I would allow myself validate why I could have some tequila or wine or cider, because I thought in my head, well, you know what? It's better than me binging on sugar or having five cups of coffee. And so that's how I like validated the alcohol. It was this funny, weird thing. I just was switching my addictions myself. And I wasn't, yeah, yeah, I was just switching how I wanted to self numb. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Now I'm thinking about like, Oh yeah, when I was quitting the alcohol, then I went hard on caffeine. Now I That's don't do caffeine either. Because it was yeah, like, I mean, yeah, caffeine. So I'm healing my adrenals right now, and I could write like a whole book on adrenal fatigue. I've been like, I've suffered multiple, multiple times for years, and it's so humbling. And I'm coming out of a spell from overworking, burning the candle at both ends, not managing my stress. Um, but I snuck back in the caffeine and I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to, I deserve it. I'm tired. And it's like, you're just adding fuel to the fire. Um, yeah. And so for me, caffeine, I love it. I love that high, um, but I don't need it. I have enough energy. I can have some raw cacao. I, I can have some reishi and lion's mane. Like I, I, I can do some breath work. And, you know, even before this call, I was like, oh God, I feel a little tired. And there's some heavy stuff going on in my life right now. Maybe I should just have a little matcha. But for me, um, it's a gateway drug than to eat sugar and drink, ca- drink alcohol. It's a weird thing for me, caffeine. So mm-hmm. I just, I just leave it. Um, yeah. And I work at a restaurant where there's like free flowing matcha and organic coffee all day. I'm right. And I'm serving it and I'm smelling it. And I'm like, Ugh. you know, so yeah. um, for me, it just, it, me personally, and I'm, I think matcha has tons of benefits and I love it. And I think it's great for a lot of people, but it doesn't, it doesn't work for my body. Yeah. 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 I suppose if you're going to choose one of the caffeine vices, if you can choose matcha and keep it to matchas. like a cup a day. Yeah. Yeah. Matchas. Exactly. And there's so many health benefits with um, yeah. the antioxidants, right? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a big proponent of matcha. It's in half of my recipes. I mean, from, you know, truffles yeah. to cheesecakes, to smoothies, to bowls. I, lo- I love matcha. Yeah. I just have yeah. to be very mindful around it. Yeah, it is my one thing. When I say I have no caffeine, that's not completely true because I do drink matcha occasionally and I yeah, really, is, really love yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, I, it's the I, jam. I think for people listening right now, like 
sometimes I'll get on and speak and say, oh, you know, they'll say, oh, chef, what do you eat? And I say, well, I eat primarily protein. I eat a lot of organ meat. I eat a ton of liver. Like if you eat meat, eat liver. Like if you eat meat, get that liver in. I even have a smooth, um, a recipe for a raw liver blueberry smoothie. I know it sounds disgusting, but I, it hides it. But if you can get an ounce of liver in three days a week, you're game changer for your health. And mm. anyways, um, what I might eat and drink might not work for you. You know, like I know that I can't eat a ton of cruciferous veggies because it's, it will slow me down, but you could eat cauliflower every day. So it's always like, take all this information you and I are talking about today from the alcohol to the caffeine, to the gluten and the da da da, and then, and make it your own and, and keep a food journal and be like, wow, you know, I cut out gluten this week and I didn't really notice a difference. Okay. Well then cut out dairy and do you eat dairy every day? Maybe it's constipating you. Maybe you have a little bit of acne. Maybe you've got some gut stuff and just start to really, it's really tuning in and being aware. Yeah. So, okay. Tell me about, you mentioned the restaurants. We've talked a little bit about the restaurants. So tell me about the Source Cafe and Sweet Rice. So Source Cafe is located in Hermosa Beach, California, opened up 10 years ago. And it is organic and we shop at the local farmer's market. We have a lot of superfoods and smoothies and I have food for everyone. I have wild um, meat or organic meat along with a lot of raw and vegan plant-based food. So it's um, open for from lunch to dinner. And um, yes, that prompted me to write my book, um, Sexy Nourishing Food. And that book is, is out. So, um, that book is newly, newly out and it's actually 90% plant-based. It has one section called bison, eggs, and fish, but I wanted to showcase how beautiful uh, plants are and we're also fiber deficient. So I wanted to show how sexy it was to make plant dishes. So, and it's got a bunch of the dishes in from Source Cafe. I also have a cooking show that last January called, uh, that I produced and filmed. It's season one. There's 10 episodes. It's called Holicious. And it is all about living a holistic lifestyle. I start off with a cooking segment and I share a spiritual practice from tapping to breath work, meditation, my goddess dance. And then I actually have three people that are making paradigm shifts in the world on as guests. And my trauma coach is on a breath work coach and my favorite doctor, Dr. G is on. And so, um, you can check that out on YouTube. Um, I'm Chef Amber LA on Instagram, and I have a ton of recipes and tips and tools. And then I have a blog. My website is chefamber.com, and I'm always posting different things like how to deal with overwhelm or stress in your life, um, dealing with coming out of the holidays without being in deprivation mindset, um, you know, how to heal, how to have a healthy relationship with food. And Coming up the first quarter of the new year, um, Hungry Why Effing Eat will be coming out and I will be coaching, doing a group coaching around um, how to have a healthy relationship with food. I also work privately with women and coach women um, that have struggled with disordered eating and eating disorders. Um, And yeah, so there's a lot. I have a lot going on. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure to get to spend some time chatting food with you. And I so encourage everyone who's listening to go check out all of these resources that you talked about. It's you make, you truly make food so beautiful. And I love this idea of just healthy being the new sexy and carrying that all through this year and well, well beyond. So thank you for sharing all of your wisdom. It's been so great having you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. guys. Bye.
Thanks so much to Chef Amber for joining us for this episode. If you are listening and you're feeling like it would be so great to have a community of women to support me as I reset for the summer, as I consider my physical health, my well-being, the way I'm eating, the way I'm nourishing, a great place to do that is in our community club. If you do not know about it, it's called Club Cascara. It's a space for intuitive-led energetic guidance, and really, it's just a wonderful place to come and hang out. We gather once a month virtually, and we have a portal full of all sorts of good tools for you, meditations, rituals, playlists, and other fun things to support your journey, your life journey, truly. Additionally, I want to let you know, we have some space remaining in our spring retreat in Mallorca. It's coming up in March of 2024. So if you're interested in joining us live, if you want to travel together and eat some great food, some beautiful, delicious foods, and just be with other women in a really beautiful environment, you could join us in Mallorca. If you have loved this episode, I would appreciate it so much if you share it with one friend who maybe needs to hear this conversation today. Every single person that's introduced to our show, it makes a difference for us. If you want to share on social media, you can tag us at yourwoowoobff. And if you have not yet done so, drop down into this app that you're listening to this episode on and leave us a review, five stars, if that's what you believe we are worthy of. I'll be back again next week. Happy summer. See you super soon.